y'all, it's Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. <laughs> hey, girl. All right, sis. Y'all didn't give us the mics and everything. It's too late now. I know. I'm shaking right now. I just want y'all to know. Oh, my gosh. Because we normally be in our kitchen, in my kitchen. So yeah. we're going to see how this turn out. That's how we record the show, in Katie's kitchen. Or if we're not together, in my bed, in Katie's in her <laughs> kitchen. So. <laughs> and I'm also, yeah. yeah. I mean... We'll do this and then it'll be over. Right. People be offended and then they'll be changed. So Okay. <laughs> so we gonna jump right in. What we talking about? Delaney, tell the people what we talking about. Yeah. Um well first uh format of the show, for those of you guys who listen to the show, you know it's usually about twice as long. So uh we cut some stuff out. Um we're gonna do just the topic that we do like sort of in the middle of the show and then we have a segment called intermission that Katie comes up with to troll me. Um, we always have fun. Name one in the mission you ain't like. Are you kidding? Rhetorical question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, it's like, I don't know. It's like a fun like little thing to break up if we're talking about something like super serious. So we're going to do an intermission today, a short one with audience participation. Um, uh, and then we're going to jump back into the topic. So obviously our uh, title of the session is People of Color Don't care about classical music so we're going to talk about some of the issues that go into that and then the intermission and then we're going to uh end with the solutions so there's no point to talk about a problem without solutions all right okay. period okay also the one thing so it says people of color but obviously we're black so that's the perspective we're coming from so just if you if something resonates with you apply it to your lens and keep pushing but we're not going we're going to say black because yeah. we are yeah um and then we also just want to start off by saying, like, obviously, first of all, our, our, our question has, like, question mark, exclamation point, because we're like, what? Because obviously we're here at Sphinx Connect. People of color do, okay, black people do care about classical music. Like, obviously we're all here um, because we care about the art form and we want to see it uh, change and improve. Um, yeah, so we're going to jump in with some of the roots of the problem. So one of the biggest things that we hear is like there's no visibility of black people in classical music. And that's on the side of like, that's on the composer side, the performance side. So we're talking about on and off st- mm-hmm. and off stage. Like sometimes sometimes it's hard to do stuff as a black person if you don't see a lot of other black people doing it. I mean, that's not, that wasn't necessarily my experience. Like I low-key started Viola just to miss math class and then <laughs> ended up liking it. But a lot of people will not see people that look like them and then just don't want to do it. So mm-hmm. that's like, uh, that's a, that's one of the main things. Yeah. And I wasn't engrossed in like a, a, um, an environment where there weren't a lot of black people until I went to college. So... I was like kind of kind of doubtful when I went to I go to Eastman um and when I got there I was kind of like there's really no black people here and like should I do I really belong here like should I really be doing this Mm -hmm. and I was like girl you took that audition you got here just like everybody else so it's really not that deep Mm -hmm. but um I mean it's true a lot of people struggle with that um another issue with visibility especially on uh off stage um on the composer side um that sort of thing there's there's been a certain group of people who have decided what what classical music should look like and should sound like. We love some amens. Right. Um, and because of that, I mean, black composers have been excluded. They've been treated poorly. Um, I went to Sibley Music Library at the Eastman School of Music. That's the largest music library at an academic institution in the United States. Um, uh 
the second largest period um and i'm you know i'm planning a recital i'm trying to see you know i want at least half the works on my recital be by black composers I, it would be an L if I didn't. Um, and so I'm looking through the encyclopedias of, of, of black composers and everything is unpublished, 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 uh, lost, lost, lost. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like the way the way that black pe- uh, black people were treated when they were um, not were I'm speaking in past and present tense. Um, when they're uh, composing music, it's absolutely it's disgusting and ridiculous. And, and it goes into this. I mean, if you if you listen to some of the music that black people have composed, um, you hear you hear us in it, mm-hmm. and because and because people have decided, oh, classical music should not sound like sound, shouldn't sound like that. It shouldn't have influences from jazz. It shouldn't have influences from soul. Um, people didn't care, and and I know that we we have a couple of black composers that a lot of people know. A lot of people claim to have rediscovered Florence Price in 2019. Are you kidding? And um, also, Chevalier de Saint George, but let's be real. Chevalier de Saint George wasn't doing. He he was writing in the style that people were writing in that was popular at the time. So that yeah, I, I have to believe exactly yeah. they were contemporaries. So I have to believe like that's obviously one of the things that um, has helped him out in terms of being. Um, he's certainly not in the canon, um, but however, um, he is one of the people that that we learn about because his music aligns um, with what people have have uh, deemed as classical music. Um, another reason is that there's no art, there weren't really artistic freedom for uh, composers to express themselves. And that kind of goes into what Delaney was saying about how what we deem as classical music, you know, when you write like a jazz suite or something like that, it's like, is that classical music? I'm like, yeah, girl, it is. But um, yeah. Yeah. Um, another reason why, because people don't don't see uh, themselves in classical music, they don't hear themselves in classical music, a lot of people who are not classical musicians they just they they're unfamiliar with it and they think it's boring frankly uh katie and i we got together with a couple people who are not classical musicians um and have varying degrees of familiarity with the art form i think it was katie's sorority sister her cousin also my older sister and we talked to them about classical music we talked to them about what kind of music they like and we you know saw if we could like you know put them on to some classical Mm -hmm. music we asked my sister (laughs) when you think of classical music what comes to mind y'all know what she said Nothing. Like, <laughs> but, but like, come on, like Danielle, nothing comes to mind. Nothing. Like, I'm like, we grew up, we grew up nothing. two feet away from each other. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Um, but then when you played hers and William Grant still, she was like, I like this. Like, this sounds familiar to me. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, just in the way that William Grant still tends to write. Yeah. He's he's very, you know, like I don't know. She was just like, I feel like I could hear this like in a movie like about black people like you know you got you got the trumpet with the mute on shout out to Peyton um <laughs> but but yeah I mean that's one of the reasons and then also like the, the lack of familiarity if there are no words if there are words in German or Italian um and it just doesn't always sound like the music uh that we that we listen to um that we listen to as black people because I'm a black person I listen to classical music all the time yeah but you know what I mean I mean, also a reason why people think it's uh, boring. They're not necessarily welcome in, in these spaces. I mean, like, yeah, you can buy a ticket to go see the CSO, but like, you black people have been othered for so long that it's kind of like when we see exclusively white spaces, it's kind of like we don't really want to go over there. So you don't even know what those people are talking about in those in those concerts hall. You don't even know like what they're programming because it's not real. It's accessible because you can go there, but it's like not accessible. Mm-hmm. Especially tying back to what the first thing we said, it's like 
if you don't see a lot of black people doing stuff, it's kind of like, mm. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's it's, it's hard when you're not in classical music, but also when you're in classical music. I'm a classical musician. I have been for a while. And even I, like, looking at it, uh, a season for, for one of the standard, one of the major orchestras, there's nothing that is inspiring me to go there. I'm like, I could listen to Beethoven 7 on my couch. Why would I spend $45 to go see y'all do it? 45? For the 50th time this year y'all put the baby in front of the orchestra i pay big bucks to see that are you kidding <laughs> listen but also like all to y'all shade like the rpo rehearses for free well, you right i've never been to an rpo concert i'm sorry <laughs> I, went, <laughs> I went and graduated from eastman I don't, I don't, maybe one day you know um also the stigma that classical music is high culture listen i love the viola i spent a lot of time with the viola unfortunately um <laughs> Y'all give classical music too much. Like, honestly, it's not high culture. It's just, like, what people were writing. It's what people yeah. were doing. Like, I feel that stigma. Like, what, what class you said you went to? And people were, like, describing, like, what is fancy stuff to do? And, like, yeah. I have a, I have a class called Blackness in Popular Culture. It's, I, tr- I try to have interest outside of classical music. It's amazing. Um, everyone should try it. And... <laughs> Um, and so I go like to you know, Eastman is its own little bubble. So I try to go over to the university, take some classes, see what they're talking about over there. So I have a, um, a class called Blackness and Popular Culture. Everybody in the class is black except for one. And um, I mean, it's lit, but they were we were talking about obviously we're talking about what popular culture is. We're defining that on the first day of class. And so our, our professor is like, oh, so what is what, what would you consider high culture? And people are like, going to the opera, going to the symphony. And I'm in here. My neck is burning. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Ooh, I was just over there in Kodak Hall, huh? Playing some, playing track six. All right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can see how, I don't know. I, it, I, see, I can see how it became that way. There's certainly things in music history that. Certainly. I, I ain't no historian, so I ain't going to get, I ain't going <laughs> to embarrassing myself. But there's certainly things that have happened with like the, with the, Invention of the concert hall and all this stuff, but y'all get y'all just give it away too much. Mm-hmm. And it's come full circle. I mean, you think about concert etiquette, like we're not gonna act like hiding and write a whole symphony just so people can stay awake. Right. Like <laughs> that's that the most fraudulent thing ever. Exactly. I'm, I'm like, so you didn't think okay, so nobody can stay awake during my stuff. Like what can I do? I'm like, so you 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 didn't try nothing else. I understand. I understand that he's revolutionary because you know he did that piano forte thing. Wasn't nobody doing hey, that before. Act like inside outside voices are revolutionary, sis. Maybe that's what we're not <laughs> You know, I already said my piece on that, so I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave him alone. I'm okay. Him alone. Okay. <laughs> um. Um. But yeah. Also, when you get to the concert hall, you um, or not even the concert hall. We're talking about like music school, anything. Um, you're the only black person there. A lot of the time, you're the only black person there. And like, like I said, like I'm from, I'm from. Largely, I'm from Los Angeles, but more specifically, if you know Los Angeles, I'm from Inglewood. Inglewood is a vast majority black. If I saw Inglewood, if I saw a, a, a white person in Inglewood, I would do a quadruple take. Like, <laughs> no, ser- like seriously. And I also played an inner city youth orchestra of Los Angeles. Shout out to them, um, which is a majority black orchestra. Um, and I did, you know, a couple of couple of things here and there. Like I went to Interlocking for one summer. Um, I think before my my junior year of high school but other than that like I was pretty like engrossed in blackness so then when I went to Eastman I was like what in the world like it it, it took a while for it for it to really take a toll on me and it didn't honestly it really really did in an extremely negative way because of things I have with code switching and not just not feeling completely comfortable in an environment like that um but being the only black person can be it can be traumatic like I feel like Mm -hmm. I feel like um people don't talk about that enough and and for that to be something that's so common in classical music it's like 
you you got black people thinking like why should i care about this mm-hmm. you know i mean i have the opposite experience i grew up in the suburbs so it's like by the time you get to the ap classes it's like you're the only black person in their period so when i went to college it was like oh, okay that's what we're doing we still doing this okay but but it gets <laughs> it gets tiring when you don't when you're the only one so that's why like when she said coach switch and i looked at her like that i just stopped doing it like honestly i just don't have the time patience or energy to, to when i <laughs> no when i met katie and somebody was talking about code switching. It was Ask Sphinx two years ago. It was Lacolian talking about code switching. And Katie was like, mm-hmm, that's why I don't do it. And I was like, all loud in the middle of the session. Like, <laughs> like, but no, but seriously, I looked, I was like, it's literally never occurred to me just to Good. not do it. And I mean, like, let's be clear, there's a time and place. I don't walk up to my boss and be like, what up, though? And also, <laughs> my, my teacher at Eastman was black. Is he so alive? He he's black. And <laughs> I didn't I didn't go in there like yo, Mr. Taylor, like what we doing or that you know because the time and place because he's a professional. Yeah. I'm like, mm, I don't got no white voice. I don't got none of that stuff. I'm sorry, I just came. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. Um. But uh, and then also this the the idea that like classical music is like white junk, like that. Oh, are you kidding? Oh my god, you. Okay, and I'm a bass player. I don't know if I said that. I'm a bass player. You know how many people, oh my gosh, how many people, you don't play jazz, but you're black. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that. They're like, they're like, oh, how, how, how do you do, how do you, you're black and you're a bass player and you don't play jazz, how do you do that? I'm like, it's pretty easy. I wake up, I don't play jazz. Repeat. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and there's nothing against jazz, it's nothing yeah. against jazz, like, for, but I'm just, I'm so, I know jazz has structure, I know that. Trust me, I know that. There was this period of time, a summer in my life, where my mom did not let me play classical music. It was hellacious. She only let me play jazz because she really, really, really wanted me to do it. Um, so I know that jazz has structure. However, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm all the way type A, but I'm super uptight. And improv makes my skin crawl. I can't do it. That's like, a, that's like a whole improv class in like, See, and like, you're braver than me. You're braver than me. Because, but yeah, you you get that a lot. You classical music—that's that white junk. What you doing? Like, and it's like there. Katie and I know because we be at every Sphinx, we be at every Gateways, um, and also we ha- literally have a podcast called Classically Black Podcast. Like, <laughs> you know, so we know that there are black people in classical music. But to people on the outside looking yeah. in, yeah, yeah, I saw for orchestra, and this is pathetic. I saw for orchestra, and I went in there, and there was a cellist that was black. I said, okay, progress. Like that is. Sad. A cellist. A cellist <laughs> on a whole stage. And I was like, okay. I know. And then, I, yeah, right. It, like when I was at Eastman, I texted Katie. I was like, oh my God, I see these four black people on stage at the same time. It's really making my heart warm. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Yeah. The things that we consider progress. Oof, chile. Um. <laughs> and a, a last problem that we have uh, realized is that a lot of black people are in survival mode, especially the generation before us. So um, I'm a child of immigrants. My mom's from Jamaica. So when I came here, it's like, so what are you going to be, doctor, lawyer, dentist? So <laughs> it's like, which one? And I mean, I had a little bit of flexibility because my mom is an early childhood teacher. So she kind of followed that passion of hers. So I went to school, music ed, but I was taking pre-dental courses. Like, I'm like, I'm finna do this, and I'm finna go to the, it was, it was terrible, honestly. Cause you have like a four hour lab, and then you have two hours of orchestra, and it's just like. <laughs> um, so I feel a lot of guilt with like, at, not anymore. I felt a lot of guilt, like pursuing something that doesn't really have, there are jobs in classical music, mm-hmm. but if people are telling there's no jobs in classical music, like it's, it's fraudulent. There are jobs in classical music, however, it, people outside of classical music don't really see that. Mm-hmm. So I felt like a lot of guilt in doing that and like not going down to school. But because our parents aren't really used to like chasing their dreams. It's kinda like you go to you go to work and you, you work and then you die. So having to explain something like that to 
to them it's like why don't you just do something that you could just graduate from college and get a job in yeah yeah um certain yeah certainly i mean i'm not i'm not from an immigrant household but you know it's a similar thing like i mean i'm not gonna talk bad about my mom on the mic not saying that you did but i'm talking about my story you know you know my story that's an episode (laughs) (laughs) you know my story this episode about is episode six if y'all want to hear it um but also my mom's gonna listen to this so um i don't want to (laughs) go go too much into it but i definitely um you know had had a, a similar you know, situation and even doubts of myself. Like I almost quit playing the bass about a month before I went to Eastman. And then the only reason why I went, I was like, okay, I got an Eastman. I should give it a try. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that's a whole other conversation about like, you know, how classical music messes with your brain. Like, you know, oh. that sort of thing, because it, you know what it was. I heard a, I heard a recording of me playing. I recorded myself practicing. And I was like, yeah, this ain't it. I, <laughs> I was like, I'm not cut out for this. <laughs> Yo, like anytime Mr. Taylor be like, so when you do this, like recording, I'm like, you, you have anything else you want to suggest? Like, yeah. let me know what it sounds like. Right, I almost laid that bass down for the final time, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We made it through. We made it through. Um, yeah, we spread through that. That's a couple, a couple of the the issues that, that was we. That's all brand for us. Right. We've been on the um 30 minutes in. We've been on the news. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I'm me, proud of us. Honestly, me and Katie, we we do tangents a lot on the show. Like the last thing we recorded, we spent the first 10 minutes talking about baloney. Because Donnie doesn't know the the Oscar Mayer song. How you not know the Oscar Mayer song? Okay. <laughs> okay, so it's time for the intermission. <laughs> <laughs> the Oscar Mayer song that concerto memorized. I'm just kidding. I'm just Yo, kidding. I love so you. I love you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I had a memory slip here and there, but it's none of your business. Okay. okay. Um, we're going to do the intermission now, my favorite part of the show, because it's trifling. Um, so I have a QR code. Um, we'll see if it works. I don't know. I don't do technology. so it's, it's I see Richard hard. looking. <laughs> like, what y'all doing? Our friend Richard made our, oh, sorry, our friend and future doctor oh, Richard, Dr. Richard um, made, so. made a QR code for us. So I have a, see, here we go. Okay. Ooh, here I go. Okay. So there's a QR code. Uh, you, if you would like to participate, I'm just gonna ask you a couple questions. I've already done these questions on some episode. Honestly, all the episodes blend together, so I don't, I don't know what, which one it was. But it was an episode titled "Like Do All Black People Think the Same?" You can still, you don't have to be black to participate. But I'm just gonna ask you some questions. I'm gonna read through them, and then I'm, it's gonna collect data for me. I'm just curious. We do a lot of interaction on our Instagram. Like we have a good time. I don't know where it went. It'll be back, don't worry. See, there you go. Um, <laughs> we do a lot of inter- interaction on our Instagram. So we posted this poll over there. You should follow us on Instagram at Classically Black Podcast. Okay. See, I can never <laughs> say it. Go ahead, sis. At Classically Black Podcast. Um, we have a good trifling time over there. So, um, yeah, I'm going to ask you some questions. You can either participate or you can just think about them. Yeah, it may not work if you're sitting, like, all the way in the backpack, but... Um, you could feel free to come up. We don't, well, yeah. This is beyond my scope of reference, so I don't really know nothing about technology. Okay, do all black classical musicians sing the same? Number one, seeing people who look like me on stage makes me think that becoming a professional classical musician is possible. Number two, it's discouraging not to see people who look like me when I walk into a rehearsal. It's normal, honestly. Told you what happened with that show is. I was like, okay, okay. Um, it's important to me to play works by black composers. I believe it's important to keep the screen up through all rounds of an audition. 
I think that classical mu- the classical music world would be more diverse if there was equal access to classical music. One of my favorite composers is a black composer. <clears throat> Garrett came from my neck the other day because he asked me uh, what I was listening to, and he was like, you ain't seen a black composer yet. I was like, okay, you have to come for me. I mean, one of my favorite composers is a black composer because Hale Stork. Mm-hmm. A true champion champion of the viola, and they give Brahms way too much for them clarinets. Not this, but that's not what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> last question: uh, I feel supported by the classical music community. So, if you participated, um, I appreciate you. I'm gonna take a look at those on our thing, on our thing thing. Um, any of those jump out to you besides the classical music one? The one? Um, what? Any of those questions jump out to you besides the classical music one? Aren't they all classical? What do you mean? I mean, what? <laughs> you said the classical okay. music one. The, um, the black composers The black one. composers yeah, one. Um, uh, ooh, I don't remember them. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know how my, you know how my memory goes. Um, you know how many times we forgot something mid-sentence? Yo, yeah. I'm aging at a rapid rate. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. Maybe, girl, you're going to have to help me out. Um, okay, real quick. I said seeing people who look like me on stage makes it makes me feel like it's possible to become a classical musician. That question, I wouldn't say like I make that. A lot of people, I feel like it's a, it's a subconscious thing. I don't think like a lot of people make that direct correlation. They're like black person, I can be you, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I do think seeing black people on stage definitely makes me feel things. Like when I texted you, I, I was I was at school and I saw. I was watching the underclassmen orchestra um, rehearse, and I was like, I see six black faces on this stage, which out of it's like a hundred people on there, so you know, um, not great. But I was like, Loki tearing up, like, and and trust me, I don't like every black person that I meet, but still, just seeing them, like, not like, and there were some people on stage, I was like, mm. but um, just seeing, you know, seeing that, like, I, it, you know, it, it yeah. definitely makes me. I'm also an emotional person, so um, take that with a grain of salt, but. I mean, I've seen the opposite. One thing I will never forget when Obama got elected the first time. The first time we did like an all school, like all three thousand people went into the gym or the auditorium to watch his inauguration. And when we were walking out, this girl I went to school with. I would literally never forget this. Everyone was like lit, like yo, we got a black president. Woo 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 woo. And this girl was like, just because he did it to me, y'all can. And I was like, who taught you that? Yeah, for real. So I've seen, I haven't really seen like the, that part, like you're doing it so I can do it. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that's, that's like powerful. Mm-hmm. Like you, just because they're doing it doesn't mean I can. Yeah. And then I've also seen people, um, people say not to me, but I've heard people uh, recount um, people saying, you don't see no black people up there playing it. I'd be like, okay. Okay. You better see one. So right. now what? <laughs> I've never, I just don't understand that. There's been plenty of, of stories about that. Like, my, my teacher would walk around Brooklyn with his violin. You don't see no black violin players. I'm like, you see one right here. What you mean? <laughs> right. I don't know. I'm just, I just also, like, I don't know. I'm not, I don't really, I've, I've said this before on the show. I'm not really the type of person that, like, is looking at what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's not like I'm some free spirit. That's not what I'm saying at all. But it's kind of like, I don't want to do that, so I'm going to do it, mm-hmm. you know? You want to read them right now? You said what? The uh, The results. Oh no! Okay, I don't know how to do that. It's gonna be too much clicking around, okay. and this whole thing gonna fall down. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Good. So. Okay, so we got some solutions for y'all. Um, Can because we? it's just I hate. There's some sometimes that we've talked about stuff that it's like you wrote this whole think piece, also known as a stink piece, and then you don't have um, any solutions. So. Mm-hmm. 
Here we go. Uh, my first one and my favorite one is that it's a start. It's just a cop out. <clears throat> so um, the organization that I work for is working with another organization because I'm not for no. I'm trying to get a job one day. Um, <laughs> and they were offering private lessons to, to my kids. So I said, can they just, can we go the other way? Can we get tuition to tuition waivers so we can go where they are so my kids can take lessons over there? And they're like, well, uh, that's what we're doing. I get to start. And I'm like, and that's why there will be never, there will never be anything there because just because you're coming over here and doing group lessons with all these kids, I'm like, that's not what it looks like when you go to that, that music school down the street. Mm-hmm. Like, tuition, a tuition waiver for our five kids or our five top kids or our two of our top and our three of our most struggling kids, that will, that is a partnership. Mm-hmm. Not coming over here twice a week doing a group lesson. Mm-hmm. So that's a start. I'm like, this will never improve. It's a start as a cop out, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, all right, so we're going to talk about um, community engagement because, like we said, there's a lot of lack of familiarity um, with black people in classical music. Um, so community engagement often looks like, well, I think a lot of people call it community outreach. Um, it often looks like a an organization or an entity coming and plopping themselves in the middle of a situation that already exists, which does not work. Um I personally believe that uh, programming and uh, uh, all, the, all the things that you do in somebody's community should involve community members at least to be liaisons between the organization and the community because you don't know what you're coming into. You can't tell people. You can't come into their place and tell them how, oh, y'all need this. Because if you you can't if – you, if you just – plop classical music in front of somebody and tell them you need this the power of music it's amazing like you know like what does that mean to them mm-hmm. like um and we're not saying like when i say hire community members because i remember katie was like what you mean like i don't mean you gotta hire daquan from up the block to be the executive director of your thing when he can't tell you what a bassoon is like you know like <laughs> it don't it don't mean all of that but i'm just saying like people who know who know the community that you're going into they know um how that you can integrate yourselves in, in that community in a meaningful way um, and also give you a different perspective because a lot of people, I understand that a lot of people, they want to understand and they want to see through a lens, but you cannot just put on glasses and see and see life through the lens of a black person. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but there are just certain things that are just like out of your scope of the world and that it's, it's simply the truth. Mm-hmm. And also, but that also doesn't mean like you, you bring one um, black person in and then, you know, it's... we got one like they're gonna tell us how to do everything like Mm -hmm. um because also black people are not a monolith like you know we we get that um but one thing that that uh katie uh i remember that that you said um was that we also need uh black people in positions of power when it comes to things like this let me just let's pull over so (laughs) we love to see we diversity and equity inclusion we love to see it however you can't have black people making copies and be like, look at all the black people we got working here. Like you have to have, black people have to be in power and they have to be making decisions. When you don't have black people making decisions, it just, it's not gonna, it's just not gonna work, like period. Like you have, and just because you're like, you're consulting a black person, you're gonna do what you wanna do regardless. So it doesn't even make any sense. You need a black person signing off, making decisions, or that's not diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's just like, you have tokens. Look how diverse we are. And that's just like, that's just the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because black bo- black body's not gonna do much for you. You know, like right. you, need, you need black thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, you need black experiences. Like people from from all over. Because my black experience is not Katie's. You know, mm-hmm. um, 
and and we like we qualified that like when she was like oh i had the opposite experience you know so me me and katie bring something different to the table which is why this works mm-hmm. um um oh yeah yeah wow girl <laughs> okay um here's my favorite education so we see we look at the classical music stage and we're like okay how do we fix this we need more black kids learning violin so you go into the hood and you give all these black kids like you give 200 black kids these cheap violins be like all right learn lightly row and then here we go right we give it. the music you're healed right like we, we good and the thing the problem with that is like i got into a discussion with a professor that that is at eastman and i was like um i said that i think every i think every graduate of the eastman community music school should be able to apply to eastman and get in and he's like well that's not the goal of the eastman community i'm like it doesn't matter what the goal is like if you are dropping your kid off at lessons every week at eastman eastman's right next door to eastman community school with the price tag of ecms are you kidding yeah and like parents are making that connection saying that if my kid goes here like they should be able to audition to Eastman. It doesn't matter unless you automatically say, "Yo, you know, like little Johnny Arm is not really looking good for him." Like you have to say, you have to say things like that, or parents are making the connection. Absolutely. Because if I take it away from classical music, if I had my kid and I was dropping her off every day to, to figure skating lessons, she better come back with like Michelle Kwan. I'm gonna have something to say. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it doesn't matter if I'm taking her for 30 minutes every week. I'm making the connection that like this is supposed what it's supposed to be. And then it's even worse when you're looking at like Elsa Summer Inspired programs where it's like these kids, pe- parent, people don't know how to work with these kids. They're scared of these kids because classroom management, I need 47 teachers in here with me. And it's like... Uh, right, these kids out of hand. No, these you let the you let the kids handle you, I and that's the problem. <laughs> I never met an eight-year-old that can handle me. Are you Ever. kidding? <laughs> <laughs> what? Nah. Ever. Y'all like, the problem. And I know everyone has their own teacher styles, but classroom management is never a problem I've had. I've had right. I've oh, had. if you ain't been in Miss Brown's class, okay, well, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm scared of Miss Brown. Like, <laughs> What you're not going to do is waste my time. You know what I'm saying? And, I'm, and I've had orchestra 50 in one room, one period. Mm-hmm. And we playing. And you know what? She know what she's talking about. I'll never pass up a, a, a chance to gas Katie. She has two master's degrees. Okay, so. but hold on. Let's just not, let's stick to the point. So um, <laughs> when when we were talking about like stop lying to these kids and their parents, like, you have to hire better teachers. And I know, I know that's like not an easy thing to do. But first of all, even if you don't, if you don't have access to people who like really know what they're talking about, like really know you got people like some of the pedagogy stuff i've just witnessed like makes my eyes bleed like um just simple even simple research there's so many young people that are eager to learn you could you could get a whole bunch of um um undergrads and and coach them and tape them teaching and critique them and have master classes on teaching like there's so many things you could do if you don't really have access to people who have master's degrees in education like it's not really all about that it's all about teacher preparation and teacher knowledge and if i keep if i walk into your program and i see risks like this like honestly i don't know what to tell you like mm-hmm. you I, there's a teacher at, at the program i teach at teaching minuet a minuet but 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 with a wrist like this how you gonna do that and, I'm like, and you watching him with the wrist but this kid can apply to eastman right right down the line and same Fraudulent. program same program i used to work at we, okay there is an art school um in the area and a lot of the, the kids yes. go there right there's a school um and uh i'm teaching that first of all didn't have a base teacher before i got there um i'm not no 
pedagogy guru like Katie, but okay, like you know, I try, I try. Um, but I'm I'm teaching this bass player who has been playing the bass for years, and I'm like, all right, uh, I asked him to play some note, and um, he asked me what string it's on, um, or or something like that. And I'm like, okay, it's on the E string. Show me the E string. Nothing. That's I'm like sad. years. You've been playing the bass for years. The bass has been playing you. Like, <laughs> I mean, my bass plays me too. So, I mean, but well, you like you look in a you look in essential elements, and like the thing I hate about essential elements is it has those. It writes the name of the note, which doesn't make sense for string players. I don't know what the wind girls are doing, but <laughs> string players never think in letters. I'm, I'm like, maybe some of y'all do, but it just doesn't make sense because you need fingering. Because mm-hmm. your letter like, that could be anywhere. Yeah, that it could be what which F. You know what I'm saying? And you, so you flip the page and all the, all the letters are gone. So you start writing in the letters for the kid. I'm like, are these kids in, in reading class writing out phonetically words and, and stop sounding those out? That doesn't make sense. Kids aren't idiots. Like, this bad pedagogy. I can stay here all day, so I'm just, we should. <laughs> um, the next one, raising your expectations. And that go. I mean, and that also goes into, um, um, into hiring better teachers and, or, or at least taking the responsibility to give your teachers resources so that they can become better. But yeah, raising your expectations for your uh, for your uh, black kids and your brown kids too, um, because you see, I feel like you see so many teachers who just they expect less yeah. of black kids. They do, and they and it's like I I was so I was so so lucky to have a teacher that expected a lot of me and um who and who pushed me to do better because i would not be where i am today are you kidding mm-hmm. road to, i got into eastman by the hairs on my chinny chin chin but i could not have done it without him yeah i was i was teaching a girl she's she's preparing for a fest a summer festival and she's work she's working on i'm not gonna say the excerpt because that's gonna reveal the festival but she's working on this excerpt that i was like yo for real and um and I'm like, I'm just on her one because she can handle it because I had some students that would start crying. But I'm just on her, and and you could tell, you can kind of gauge a student and be like, yo, they feel like they're about to give up on this. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, you're doing really well. I'm like, but you deserve a teacher that's gonna say this is out of tune. You know me, you know me, my teacher that's just like, okay, an A two, I was on the A two a week, um, yeah. in high school, Kreutzer, me doing Kreutzer A two a week, <laughs> and I get, I get to Mr. Taylor, I mean, I get to my first, my my first undergraduate teacher. It's like an A two a semester because like, it's out of tune, so. Like it's up to you to think. I'm like, I don't know, but my old teacher had me going through this like, like this. Yeah, you, you know? got so many teachers just saying good enough, and good enough for what? Yeah, not good enough for Eastman, not good enough for Juilliard. It's not good enough for the state school down up the block. Tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I think we alluded to this. Like, a stop taking, um, stop taking advantage of their ignorance, and that's um, that has to go deal with um, people, students who want to be in classical music, but it's really not it's really just not attainable because of, the, of how they've been set up, about how, they, how they're being treated. I have a student right now, <clears throat> she's, a, she's a first grader, and I'm gonna tell you this girl, little girl, she's a violist, she has it. And it's like, okay, yeah, 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 we're doing like the dad song and the aunt song, but sometimes you can just tell. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just tell. <clears throat> and she's so sad, she, she was like, um, Miss Brown, uh, my daddy said that he paid three hundred dollars for this viola, and uh, I need to be able to use my stick if we gonna if he pay. For it. <laughs> and I was like, look, look at my face. Uh, you gonna get your bow when you can get your bow. Um, but it's, she's just so good. Like she's just so good, and I, I, I'm scared for her. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm not gonna be with her forever. Yeah, cause it, like like the student that I said um, that couldn't tell me where the E string was. 
I, I will maintain he's he's so bright. Like if I teach him something, he catches on like this. But I'm like somebody has failed you up until yeah. this point, and it's like there's only so much that I can do because you got to undo stuff before you can redo it. Yeah. And I'm like, somebody has not, somebody has, has told you good enough and passed you along. Lord knows why I would love to know face to face why they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it's, it's sad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how can you, I feel like as an educator, you have a responsibility, yeah. um, to do that. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm not, I don't study music ed, but when, um, and, and Katie does this too, even though she has two music ed degrees. <laughs> um, like if Katie is teaching a bass player and she wants to know something is right, she'll text me a picture, mm-hmm. you know, and, and vice versa. I'm like, you know, how should I do this? You know, I want, I don't, I, would not feel right in my conscience if I knew I was teaching kids something that I I didn't know. No, you know, no, if I was just I like I am teaching trumpet this year. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, <laughs> I got somebody I need you to go to. Yeah, that's what I did, right? Because she does. That little girl deserves that. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 these kids and their families deserve honesty. Nobody was quite frank with me about um, about what about a lot of things in classical music and what it would take for me to uh, get better in advance. Because when I tell you, what, okay, this is my freshman year, my freshman year in college, I took a lesson with somebody, and he looked me in my little brown face and said, "So this bass." First of all, let me back up. My lesson with my teacher. He saw my bass. I was playing on a student model bass that I did not own. Um, and he was looking like, so what are we finna do about this? Because it's not going to work. You know, like, and, and my teacher's a great person. Has never made me feel bad or less than because the instrument I played. Like, it was it was definitely from a place of um of, of wanting to help me. But I took a lesson with this other person. And he's like, yeah, so we're going to have to do something about this. Um, you're going to need a new bass. Um, cause you, no, I would have stopped him right there. Right? <laughs> you got to ease me now. No, but it gets, it gets better. He was like, but he was frank with me. But, I mean what could I do with this for me with this information he was like um in order to make a meaningful upgrade you're gonna you're gonna want to be prepared to spend at least thirty thousand dollars I was like I couldn't even picture <laughs> I was, oh there gotta be another bass player in here I know you're not talking to me but I know thirty thousand dollars are you kidding me my tuition barely got paid this month I had to whisper to my mom to ask her for my first little baby video because I went to I went to undergrad with a rental my teacher sent me to undergrad with a rental by the way and you know, I mean, luckily for me, like, I would, had been renting so long that my, my first little baby Viola, oh, she was so cute, um, was basically free. And I also had someone at the shop who, like, moved some stuff around. But um, I, the next Viola, I didn't even tell my mom how much it cost. I was just like, we're going to see. You know, it's like, that kind of money, you know, this, nah. Yeah. And I just feel like a lot of people um, are, not, are, are not prepared for that. Like, I was... Um, I was prepared for a lot of things, well, some things musically. There's a lot of this. I feel like my music education is kind of like Swiss cheese. Um, because even when I when I went to Eastman, like, coming from, I, I learned how to play uh, the Bass and Nail System Inspired program, by the way. Um, so I come uh, to Eastman with pretty much, I don't know anybody at Eastman that has that background. I'm not saying that there is not anybody, but I just don't know. Um but there's a lot of things that, like, I'm in conversations with people and they're saying they're using terms, musical terms that I don't know. Um, they're using terms in relation to my instrument that I don't know. And I'm like, I I would rather stub my toe a million times over than ask them what that means. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not about to embarrass myself in front of all these people. Yeah. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just feel like I, there were some things that I just wasn't prepared for. Yeah. Now, I did have a teacher who, once I told him, like, 
um yeah i want to go to eastman he was like all right period we okay he didn't say that but um he was like <laughs> he was like all right period like we doing a to the week we you know we, we we stepping it up um because your your lessons in college are going to be a lot different from the lessons that we were doing i'm grateful for that because i certainly would not be uh at eastman um if he didn't do that um but there's a lot of uh a lot of things that that people are not compared um, compared for okay prepared for um culturally speaking um especially like and, and that's why and that's why it's people color or, or black people in the title of this um of this session is because this is something that black teachers and black educators can do um there is nothing as, as much as i love him down there is nothing that my white teacher could have done to prepare me for the social the social and cultural experience i got when i went to eastman when i tell you i when i told katie this she was like are you kidding um when I when I uh by the time the by the second semester of my sophomore year, when I closed the door behind me to get my to in my dorm room, I exhaled. I felt like a weight was lifted off my chest when I was alone. Like it was it was that it was that bad. Um uh, you know just just being black in that environment. I'm just saying East, Eastman's not a hostile environment at all. Um, but it's it's just overwhelmingly white, and and it was not uh something that I was used to or comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've really had to work through that. And that's, that is work that I had to do, you know, um, nothing has changed in terms of like, uh, the environment at Eastman, but I have changed. Um, yeah, we gotta move on. We gotta push through these. Okay. So the, uh, next one, another solution is programming us. I mean, this goes without saying, like, um, you just gotta, you gotta program our composers in an, in a meaningful way. You know what I'm saying? I think. Yeah, because even like I said, as a classical musician, I feel no obligation to to go to anybody's orchestra. If y'all playing the same thing y'all played three weeks ago, same thing you played the season before that, and before that, and before that, and and, and the first season y'all ever did back in eighteen whatever. So you know, I feel no obligation, even as a black, even as a classical musician. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, finding innovative ways to invite people in. Yeah. Okay. So I think. Okay, spoiler alert, it's not y'all movies. Like, honestly, I don't understand why orchestras, like, they got on the wave, and it's like, you know what we might could do? If we put Harry Potter up on there, and then we have the, if it don't even sound, like, I haven't even been to one, because this doesn't sound appealing, but orchestra, like, isn't playing at full volume. You got to look up. I feel like it's just like, that's not innovation. Let me tell you innovation. The baby has a song out with food on it, right? Pay the baby $20,000, because y'all got it, right? Pay the baby $20,000 to do that song on an orchestra concert, I will go. That is innovation. When I tell you big bucks, I tell you I'm overdrafting my account. Honestly. <laughs> like, and, oh. and the baby's not even that expensive. He just pour apple juice on somebody for 20K. <laughs> and y'all paying Joshua Bell twice then. So. I'm to play you. that tire Tchaikovsky violin. Okay, not Tchaikovsky. That tire Mozart violin concerto. We're, we're okay. We've heard it a trillion times over. We're good. Mozart, we love you. However, it's somebody else's time. Like, like, in, like or doing a composer residency for kids, like, in, in a neighborhood and making them, and having the orchestra uh, play those works. And then their black parents will go to that. Mm-hmm. Like, that that's innovation. Mm-hmm. And I know the baby is like, he is who he is. But I also, like, Katie and I, um... <laughs> We're talking like we have right. We have, we have a huge respect like for for rap as an art form, and I feel like a lot of especially a lot of people that think classical music is high art don't. They see other um, art forms, especially ones that are pioneered and um, are occupied by uh, black people, um, as as less than. And I'm like, art. I mean, rap, soul, R and B is super super complex. So complex. And um and the baby loves the flute. So right. also. <laughs> I was listening. I was 
listen to some Migos song and Takeoff has a real because honestly, Takeoff is like superior. I don't care what y'all say. And he's like, he's so talented. And I'm like, you put this rhythm on an orchestral audition, right? And, you, and y'all be rushing. So, <laughs> right. But Migos can do it. Right. And Migos can do it. Right. Okay. But the, but they can't be in the concert hall. Yeah. Okay. I'm telling you. And if you do it, invite me. And also, give me my give me my cut. But I'm telling you. <laughs> the baby will do it. Baby, let's. Baby, let's, I feel like he would. He would like that. Yeah. Coming for the Grammys. I love him. Anyway. Um. We have four minutes for questions. If there are any. Um. Nope. Great. Oh. Okay, um, you want to do microphones or no? Yeah, yeah, we should. Hey, Richard, could you, could you? I can't walk in these shoes. They just for decoration. So. <laughs> Period. Stick your foot out. Period. <laughs> oh, he right, he right here. So I just got a question about, um, you know, you said something about UCMS and like mm-hmm. you know, some kids. Just not auditioning or whatever. Mm-hmm. Especially me coming from ECM and then going to Eastman. The scene there really is just like, you know, there's a lot of teachers that, you know, they kind of demotivate their students. So, you know, personally, my teacher, and I don't, I don't want to share her, but. I mean, we listen. Yeah, she, she was like, <laughs> I mean. you know, um, I don't think, you know, you're ready, you know, for all these colleges. And, and now look at you. Yeah, and you, sh- you should probably think of, you know, a community college. You know okay, but how she, how she go from Eastman to community college? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, and there's nothing wrong with community college, but, like, it's hard to be a, I mean, I, listen, I, I know a couple people who went to community college first, depending on the program at the community college, but, like, I'm just confused as how. Yeah, like, she was just like, oh, you know, you want to go to. Because I still go up the street from Eastman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, um, babe. so that's, just, that's just really the only thing that's just going on. It, like, I wouldn't say about it's every teacher saying it, but, like, personally, you know, my teacher, when she said that to me, you know, it was just like, I was like, dang, so why, why I'm going to Florida for it? You know, why I'm going to audition for that Eastman for it? You know, you don't think I'm going to And now it. look at you. Yeah, period. Like, I saw you on stage. On next. <laughs> period. Jashanti, <laughs> period. What else? Oh, that lady. I just want to say thank you so much for this conversation. I love your humor and your wisdom. And um, I play in the San Francisco Symphony. And uh, you know we live in a bubble. And we're trying to break out of our bubble. And I think conversations like this will help. So would you be available to help us with our programming? Because I think uh, you've got a lot of innovative ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm free all the time. <laughs> I don't be doing nothing but sitting at my couch. Abs- so. Absolutely. I'm in practice. I practice. You know, I, 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 I practice so much, but I be on my couch too. So right. I, I mean, that makes one of us. So, okay. um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, classicallyblackpodcast at gmail.com is where you can contact us. And also after this, we're around. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that it? I had a question about the school. Oh. There was one right there. Maybe you could talk. I love you guys' podcast. I listen to a lot of practice. Oh. I want to say. We. Now you gonna have. Now your teacher gonna be in our DMs like so. <laughs> Wait, but walk me through that process because I love to like not hear my viola. I love the way you guys talk about music and um, it makes me feel a little bit less like I felt like when I was younger I had to like change who I was for it to be in the classical music scene. 
and you guys like you know y'all be saying period and like you know, period just, like, talking about the baby and stuff <laughs> and like i used to think like i can't like i have to listen to like tchaikovsky symphonies and mozart symphonies all the time and like know everything about like classical music to like mm-hmm. really fit in and i love that you guys are like lending that and like not even just like lending it but like making it like available to like younger people Thank you. Absolutely. I mean, I I was looking at my my um my searches like for music. I'm archaic. I use Pandora and YouTube to stream music. But um, I I listen to Len- <laughs> Okay, don't come for me. Um, I, I listen to Lenoza de Figaro uh, Overture, and then I turn on some Cash Doll. I'm like, this is literally classically black. Come on. <laughs> and we in Cash Doll City. You're right. Period. Shout out to Cash Doll. really hard but when I get home to my black students I'm just like yo so especially like the ones like that girl I dragged I don't did I ever them on when I was like she don't she's not a beginner but she plays like one because she just infuriates me because she's so brilliant and she's so smart and she could do this and just doesn't want to and not to a point where it's like she doesn't practice but like she's beyond reproach like she doesn't like she pizza rich that she doesn't want to fix she's like man she's doing too much I'm like right just like cash doll said you you think I'm doing too much you're not doing enough but like she literally does not do enough. See, as you tell her, I, listen I, to Cash Doll doing some. Actually, no. Let's do your homework. There's no point. Oh, I think we got we we we, we had a time. Oh, yeah, sorry. No. We we can talk to y'all after, but um, just so y'all know, we do have some um stickers over here that are free with our new logo that was designed by our friend and future doctor Richard. <laughs> so thank you, Richard. Um, please feel free to take a sticker. Thank you. 